Do you like All-Star Week? Like, will no. you watch the Home Run Derby tomorrow? No, absolutely you, not. You won't even watch it? Oh, uh, I, I, I used to. I used to really enjoy it. But I feel like for some reason or another, it's just it's watered down a little bit. Does it feel the same? So, yeah, no, I won't watch it. I'll watch some highlights. I think there's value in it. Um, I think there's value in showcasing young stars like Juan Soto, like Julio Rodriguez in Seattle that not many people get to watch because he's playing a lot of West Coast games. Um, I think there's value in seeing Albert Pujols out there for probably the last time of his career. But baseball is hurting itself when it doesn't basically force someone like Aaron Judge, the most prolific home run hitter in baseball right, right now, to participate in the home run derby. How do you feel about Major League Baseball and its ability or inability to market its game? Yeah, I think that when you're looking at the new consumer of baseball, you're always going to age people out. And those purists are going to be there and love the sport no matter what. But what you're trying to do is grow it. And in order to do that, the same way the NFL does, you really do have to lean on your stars. Whether they're Spanish-speaking, English-speaking, you see Shohei Atani. I mean, people gravitate towards him. So it's not about the language barrier. It's just Shohei was a, 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 a spectacle all on his own. And then people gravitated towards that. But if they were to just showcase people like that, right, I think, then they'd have a a, a better job getting younger people, getting young people to say, I want to be that person. Right. And the home run derby is a great opportunity to do that. And to showcase a guy, like you said, like Aaron judge, where 11 year olds can look at him and be like, I want to crush the ball like him. And then, you know, then as judge moves on to different teams, they follow him, you know? So I think to me, that's, that's the biggest complaint I have where they feel there's so many players and they don't take it upon themselves to market the, trendy ones like okay I, I don't know dude's name from pittsburgh with the dreads the young guy shortstop that uh o'neill cruz o'neill cruz dude yeah throwing the ball 110 miles an hour across that the should diamond. be that should be you know partner with taco bell and do something like that should be high, like an o'neill cruz like even i think that's cool as hell the guy from the marlins the uh skinny guy with a lot of power jazz uh chisholm chaz exactly chisholm like those are guys that, you know, we, because we follow baseball, know who they are and the impact that they have, but the casual fan doesn't. And it's like, yeah. by not promoting those dudes, you're doing your, your your business a disservice. So that's the issue I have when it comes to those kinds of things. I mean, but are you in on the game, though? Like, the, like No. Like, I, I'm in on the dramatics of the game. I'm in on the storylines. I'm in on the camaraderie. I'm in on watching all these guys have a good time together. I like the Home Run Derby. And I specifically, I've always liked it. Um, I'll probably even, as somewhat of a bit, do a full preview of the celebrity softball game tomorrow okay. on uh, on Parkinson Spiegel. I love the celebrity softball game, and it's already been played. I think it was played like Thursday or Friday night or yeah. last night or something like that. Shout out Bad Bunny! Yeah, shout out Bad Bunny! Uh, Saweetie, I think, is in it. Yeah. Um, Brian I <laughs> Yeah, I used to, dude. The, the celebrity softball game used to be coached every year by Harold Reynolds and Kenny Maine, and mm. they would each be mic'd up the entire time, and they were absolutely hysterical. I love the celebrity softball game, and I am more than willing to die on that hill. I'm more than willing to commit suicide on the hill that the celebrity softball game is entertaining as hell. What so I will that? watch – go ahead. What was the MTV one? 
Shock, 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 well, shocks and shock. What was it? Well, they had celebrity. It would be like right around All Star time, and they'd have a celebrity game, and it was called. Oh, I'm gonna Google it now. I thought you were you would know off the top of your head, but no, go ahead. I don't remember that one. Like we we have a softball game tomorrow, so I will DVR the home run derby and the okay. celebrity softball game and watch it right when I get home because I, I think the I think the structure of the home run derby with pitting each guy against each other is great. Um, I used to like the like the old school just. Everybody gets 10 minutes and hit as many okay. balls out or 10 outs and hit as many balls out as you possibly can. But okay. I like the timing portion of it now where you, you have, I think it's was it like one minute or two minutes or something like that um, or three minutes and then going bracket style. I think it's great. I think it'll be fun. I love all-star week. I love the red carpet. I love seeing these guys, you know, kind of let loose a little bit and seeing dude, like having their little kids come out there and bring them Gatorade. I love <laughs> That yeah. romantic aspect of like the father son baseball experience that is awesome. So yeah. I will enjoy it, but it's it's all kind of pitted against. Well, Dylan C should be there. Like I'm glad that Liam Hendricks was added, but Dylan C should be there. He simply should just be there. I don't understand why something like someone hasn't backed out and he hasn't gotten his spot yet. Like how they have an NBA and stuff. And it's mind blowing to me to to see that. Who do you feel has what uh, sport you feel like has the best All Star activities? festivities well i i think the celebrity surrounding nba all-star weekend is awesome especially when it was here i got to do some like i, I was producing a few podcasts and got to sure. record some podcasts with like kevin garnett and richard oh, jefferson and shit like fast. that when 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 players were here so i think the celebrity surrounding that is awesome but i think major league baseball does the best job in in uh it, with the home run derby and and the game itself um especially when it used to mean something especially when you were playing for home field advantage in the world series um i think a lot I, of people don't i think a lot of people don't realize how difficult baseball is right. because they play at such a high level and so you know you see someone not performing you just assume that they suck but yeah. then when you get something like a home run derby where you're like no if you just put the ball there and let it roll over the plate, these guys would literally crush it. The same way you yeah. see like Steph Curry make a three when no one's guarding him a hundred times in a row. Like these guys will put that ball into Waveland Avenue every opportunity they'd get if it was a meatball. Like you have to be, you know, so I love the fact that it highlights that, right? That's yeah. like not normal. No one should be able to hit fucking 30 home runs in two minutes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's I, insane. I, what if for like the last 30 seconds of the home run derby, they let you use a metal bat? How sweet would that be? <laughs> How sweet would, die. would that be? Someone would die in the outfield. One of those little kids with, on like a make-a-wish in the outfield, like shagging fly balls in the home run derby, just take a ball to the head. Dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. That yeah. would be insane. Uh, who do you think would be the best? I guess um, as I'm asking the question, I know the answer. Uh, who do you think would win the home run derby on the White Sox? Home run derby on the White Sox. I think, ooh, I think no. Andrew Vaughn is the purest hitter and has the most control over his swing. So I think if you told Andrew Vaughn you're in a home run derby, see how many fly balls you can hit with power, he would probably do it best. Um, I think Luis Robert would swing through his shoes. Uh, it might be Yuan Moncada, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Nice little pretty swing, put it in the air. Yeah. It, 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 if you said, hey, you can hit everything from the left side, like I think it might be Yuan Moncada. But I think Andrew Vaughn has the most control. But That's Dylan Cease, also a great hitter. I'd love to see Dylan Cease in a home run derby. I'm serious. Two. I know he could put it out there. I just I know he'd end up with two. Yeah, I think for sure. As I was saying, Andrew Vaughn was the, my initial thought. 
Mm-hmm. I can see the argument for Luis Robert just just over swinging too much and not being able to get in that mm-hmm. rhythm. You know what I mean? I wonder if like a Yasmani Grandal or a Bray, like is a Brayu, is he he would just end up hitting the hard hitting the ball hard like in the gap yeah. twenty two yeah. times. <laughs> he just hit rockets to the gap. That'll be his natural swing. That'll be a good one. I'm sure they've done that at some point. All right. So the White believe, Sox- hold on, wait, hold on. Do you believe yeah. in the the idea where they say you know oh you mess up your swing when you go into the home run derby? See, that's part of the thing. Like I I, I know. Some guys claim that, and like, can you really blame Aaron Judge for not wanting to be involved when he's got the best team in baseball right now, and he just wants to focus on whether or not his team can win the AL East and protect himself right. for the remainder of the season of the playoffs? He doesn't want to fuck with his swing. I think it's a head game thing. I think it's the same as like in little league when your coach has told you to not swim the day of a game or something like mm-hmm. that because it messes with your muscles right the hell out of here like we would don't swim have sex all the time. before a fight those kinds of things yeah yeah, yeah yeah definitely the same thing don't have sex before a fight and then literally don't swim before on a day game <laughs> same thing um i think it's a little bit of a head game thing uh I, I like i don't think my golf swing fucks with my softball swing okay so why would i'm gonna equate that straight on with a major league baseball player participating in the home run derby and then having okay. a swing messed up for the, for the regular season. I don't, okay. I think it's a head game. All right. Well, it'll be interesting. Who do, who's do you, your, who are you picking to win? Well, I'd Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber is my pick for tomorrow without a dude. doubt. You're, you're like, it's funny. I was, uh, when we were talking to Caesar today, I was like, dude, cause he kept on picking Kyle Schwarber. And I was like, dude, he's not going to win the home run derby and then rip off his Jersey. And there's gonna be a Cubs t-shirt underneath. Like, that's what you're hoping no, no, for. No, <laughs> right. no, no. It's I, I'm I'm not a Cub fan, so I, I'm not even picking Kyle Schwarber based on um, like fandom or whatever. I'm picking him because I think he's the the best hitter of that okay. crew. And sometimes best hitters equate to like hitting line drives up against the wall and not being able to let loose completely. So maybe he'll just fall on his face and not even make right. it past the first round. But I think Kyle Schwarber uh, wins tomorrow, no problem. Should be good. Got the dark horse J Rod. That's how I had winning. Dude, he's so much fun. I love watching that kid play. Dude, his forearms are like as big as my thigh. It's yeah, crazy. Kid, he's huge. He is absolutely massive. <laughs> so awesome. after winning three or four in Minnesota this weekend, a trip that Tanny and I ended up not making. Uh, we got a little spooked because when you and I recorded on Thursday, you're like, uh, or Wednesday, you're like, oh, you guys are going to get COVID for sure. For sure. And I just kind of sat there like... The score's 30th anniversary broadcast is on Wednesday. Like, we have a 12-hour broadcast out in Elk Grove. I'm going to go to Minnesota, get COVID, and then not be able to participate in this 30th anniversary broadcast that we've worked so hard on. And Tanny's like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. And there are a bunch of weirdos going out there. And do we really want to drive the seven hours to Minneapolis only to turn around on Saturday evening right after the game and come back? No, we don't want to do that. So he was able to cancel his hotel. I'm I'm glad he was able to do that. I was not able to sell the tickets that I bought. So I'm Ooh. out like $200 on tickets for both, yeah, that for both games. Cool. For, for two total tickets for, for Friday's game and Saturday's game. So four oh, tickets. Okay. Yeah, like 200 bucks. 50 bucks. Um, okay, okay. But it, was, it ended up being worth it. So the White Sox make it to the All-Star break at 46 and 46. That shouldn't be a reason to celebrate. But with the way the first half has gone – it is a reason to celebrate. They're only four games back in the loss column of the first place Minnesota Twins, which is a big deal. The Guardians, I don't think, have the pitching outside um, to to sustain. 
I think the White Sox get healthy and you get Luis Robert back, you get Eloy Jimenez back, you get this UL Moncada swinging this bat, and I still think they win 88 games. I'm worried a little bit about the Twins offense and the back end of their bullpen, which is fucking stellar. Like they have a killer bullpen. Um, but I'm not that I'm not as worried and maybe it's recency recency bias and they've played awesome the last week and a half or two weeks, but I'm not as worried right now as I was a month ago. This is still, like I've said, the best team in the division and they're just starting to put it together a little bit. I think they could be very scary. Um, I think they make a couple additions at the deadline, but going into the all-star break, White Sox at 46 and 46, third place in the division, four games, three games back from first place, uh, one game back from the second place guardians. Where do you have the White Sox one month from now? One month from now with the easiest remaining schedule left in baseball. Yeah, I think I got to be honest. I genuinely feel as though one month from now we're in the same position. Battling it out. Back in first place? Um, no, more so just the narrative of battling it out with Minnesota and Cleveland and trying to separate yourselves. But just a little bit, you know, maybe you're a game and a half out and, you know, maybe Cleveland's in first and Minnesota's two games out. Like something's going to change, but all three are going to be a little bit more muddled than they are right now. Okay. Who do you think they make the, do they make an addition of the deadline? You know, they stand my pat co- and try my to co- sell you that tra- getting Yasmani Grandal back healthy is the addition. Yeah, no, no, my my boy uh, that I do a chalk talk with on BetQL, he's a Kansas City nerd. Yeah, and uh, he's saying how Whit Merrifield would be like great for us, second base. It's a fucking nut, nutcase. Doesn't want to play over there. He's like he's on his way out. You guys can get him for cheap. He's and had I'm a like, bad year. He's been really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll change it. They'll, they'll change the pace, guy. You little get Lurie out of here finally. So that you know, give me. I need a new second baseman, Shane. I can't deal with these second basemen. I don't care if Josh Harrison hit a homer today. He's been good lately. Josh Harrison's been swinging a good bat lately. Don't you dare start the Josh Harrison fan, fan fandom <laughs> team. Like, don't you dare, bro. Don't I'm trying to it. find something, man. Like the good vibes are going around. Like I, I, I want to be happy with, with this current team. Now you like your team. Be, right, right. Now you like the team. Yeah. Like, I don't know. These guys are pretty good, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, want to be like, you remember, do you remember our first podcast? And I said, you remember the you know the, the movie Major League, the guys that are beating the drums and the, the bleachers? That's Shane and I. Yeah. That's, that's who we are right yeah. now. Like, they're not that bad. These guys. I'm happy to be it. <laughs> what are they? I think it's the construction workers. These guys aren't that shitty. Yeah, they're pretty shitty. <laughs> oh, man. Another great one. So what? We don't get back on until next Sunday? <clears throat> no, I think. Yeah. No, I think they still want us to do um, an episode during during the All-Star break. So may, maybe we'll do one after the All-Star game on Tuesday. Okay. And, uh, and then we'll be back back with the crew on Sunday. White Sox, 46 and 46, heading into the All-Star break. Watch Tim Anderson, watch Liam Hendricks, and come back against Cleveland on Friday and watch the White Sox take first place back in the American League Central. If you like what you heard tonight from Gabe Ramirez and myself, remember to subscribe to Southsider 670 anywhere you get your podcast, whether it be Spotify or Apple or Stitcher, or wherever you want to listen to our sexy as fuck voices talk Hell about yeah. White Sox baseball. Gabe can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Chicago Gabe, myself at Shane underscore Reardon, and Tyler, producer Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, talk to you later.